Imagine if you could overhear private, unfiltered conversations between the world's most influential and inspirational women. Now you can. Welcome to Leadership Global, where you'll hear from inspiring leaders who will help you define your vision, grow your leadership, expand your influence, and increase your impact to leave a lasting legacy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Lead Her Ship Global. We're so glad that each of you have joined today's podcast with Kara Jane Moore. She is the president and partner of Hunt Big Sales, and I can't wait for today's conversation. Today, we're going to talk about the future of sales and why you need to revamp your approach now. And I think that this is a topic that is so relevant to every single business owner. In fact, Gardner defines the future of sales as the permanent transformation of an organization's sales strategy, processes, allocation of resources, moving from kind of a seller-centric to a buyer-centric orientation. So we're really shifting to a hyper-automated, digital-first engagement model with customers. And so to meet customers' new buying preferences and succeed at virtual selling, sales leaders have got to adopt a totally different mindset. In fact, the rise of digital interactions will lead to much more interdependence of people, processes, technology, and all that will render traditional sales models less reliable over time. And that's something that every single sales organization needs to be prepared for. To stay relevant and drive revenue, sales leaders got to adopt a more adaptive system that optimizes digital interactions. And that's why we're so lucky today to be able to welcome Kara Jane Moore. She is the president and partner of Hunt Big Sales. Kara Jane has helped her clients land over 12 billion dollars in new business and has paved the way for using hunt approach in industries such as medical devices, telecommunications, technology, real estate, aviation, construction. I mean, just to name a few. And as the president and partner of Hunt Big Sales over the past 12 years, Kara Jane Moore has led the company in strategic vision and implementation. In fact, since joining the company, she has instituted vital operations and structural changes to the business that has resulted in over 50% growth in less than three years. So clearly she knows what she's doing. She applies her sales tactics to her company as well as to her clients. As a serial entrepreneur, Kara Jane has proven her ability to develop new business and forge critical relationships. Using the skills in her current role, not only has she guided hunt big sales, but she has educated key clients and how to double and triple their company revenue. Her varied experiences as a fast track person in the sales environment have included direct sales, sales training, sales management, team sales, 
outside and inside sales and entrepreneurial sales at the 1 million plus level. Kara Jane has taught the Hunt Big Sales System to other professionals and consulted with major companies as a trusted advisor. In fact, recently, Kara Jane was recognized as a leading woman in business. It was featured in O, the Oprah Magazine, Entrepreneur, Fortune, and Forbes. So welcome, Kara Jane. Thanks so much. This has been awesome, Linda, and I really appreciate being a part of this. I'm excited to be on this call with you and to talk about the future of sales. It's just there's so much that has happened in the last five years, but let's just talk about in the last year and a half, right? And all of what you said is that just the opening I'm so excited to dig into that today. So thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, Kara Jane. Now to kick us off, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your journey? What's led you to have such passion around helping businesses grow and scale and helping business owners really grow their revenue through effective and efficient sales practices? Well, that's a great question. You know, I started out early in my career, like so many people in the large companies, right? In the early training, early part of my career. And as I continued to work in those organizations, there is just such a bias of big companies working with big companies. And so many times there were opportunities where smaller organizations could provide better solutions, but As a big organization, we were not prepared to bring them on or were interested in working with them. So when I stepped out and became an entrepreneur on my own, I was like, I don't like the fact that the system is built against us, right, as a small entrepreneur. And, you know, growing up, I was never the one that was, you know, prom queen or whatever. I was always, you know, kind of fighting underdog. And that seems to be a little bit of my personality is just I'm a fighter. And um, so... Being an entrepreneur, I had to fight hard to go after and land some of the large clients that I did land. In the meantime, my brother and my business partner uh, helped four separate companies from small, less than 10 million in size to well over 250 million in size, all within four years through a process he created, which is our hunt process, which is our proprietary information about how to land big deals. So growth today, more than even years ago, is about getting into and landing those larger opportunities. If you're a smaller player in the marketplace, we've got the system that kind of levels the field. And that's what I'm passionate about. It's about helping entrepreneurs be able to play at the game that was built against us. Wow, that is so inspiring. And as an entrepreneur, I I just really resonate with what you said and um, the fight in you, but also the opportunity that you saw in the marketplace. I just think that was brilliant. You saw a need and you filled it. Um, and so what do you think, Kara Jane, are some of the most critical aspects In terms of the future of sales, what are some of the most transformational changes that sales leaders need to prepare for right now? You know, so many times in sales, we think of sales as the transactional sale, the day-to-day sale that everybody is out there. And in fact, so many different people, the term sales is so confused. How can you go to Waffle House and see this sales leader of the year right up on the board? You know, and and that's the part where I think when we use the term sales, it becomes too generic and too general in the marketplace. So things that we need to think about right now for transformational sales are really to start with the idea 
that sales at the transactional level is moving to a digital. And I, you kind of talked about that a little bit in the intro. That's moving digitally. You can buy almost anything, including, believe it or not, you can buy an MRI machine, an MRI machine online for about a million dollars. I don't know how you pay for it, maybe Bitcoin. But so, so it's not just you know, consumer products, it's business to business, it's healthcare, it's everything is going digital. So we have to be aware of what is can go digital and be sold digital versus what can be sold face-to-face. And that's the first thing. Large, complex sales have to be sold face-to-face. So transactional sales move to digital. That's one of the first things that you have to see in transformational change. We got to move the transactional to digital. The second thing is it's not just about relationships anymore. That's an old style. It's about the idea that we really need to demonstrate our expertise in the marketplace if we're going to actually compete, right? So many organizations are designed, and especially the big ones, I know we're all out there and we recognize that, to put us down into a spreadsheet and try to make us commodities. And so understanding and defining our expertise is what's going to be transformational in us winning against large companies for large opportunities in the marketplace. So those are a couple of the key things that are truly transformational. I love that. I love the idea that really being able to identify and then double down on your expertise is what is one of the uniquely defining characteristics of any company, being able to uh, resist becoming a commodity. So I think that's brilliant insight. And, you know, to keep sellers engaged in executing sales, especially in this environment where so many sales transactions are happening across digital platforms, sales leaders have really got to start prioritizing the seller experience and coach their teams a bit differently. So what do you recommend that sales leaders do now to continue to review and evolve the seller experience and provide a more dynamic, effective coaching environment for the people that are involved in that face-to-face or relational sales model? I think that's a great question because so many times we don't really think about the seller experience side of this. And we think about, once again, going back to the traditional side, we always think about the traditional sales. And because the marketplace is changing and how we are selling is changing, we have to think about what are the needs of the seller in today's marketplace. You know, one of the things that's going to surprise you is the number of companies that don't have a defined sales process. Their sellers need that roadmap that's already proven within the organization that works to move a buyer from possibly even not interested or cold through engagement to growth. And so they need that roadmap. That's one of the first things that you need to do to provide a better sales experience. In addition, when you have that sales process, you have a structure by which your coaching can be applied instead of just do it my way, right? You have a a complete process model you can coach people to, which allows it to have legs and grow within the organization and be replicable and and, um, scalable. So being able to have that process, to being able to have a a process that you can coach to is going to clearly help the seller's experience. The other thing I would want you to think about is just the idea that the definition of who is an ideal prospect or client for your company needs to be clear. It can't just be, it needs to be of this size and in this market. That's no longer just enough. 
to make sure that your sellers are spending their time and being most effective and efficient with the dollars you've invested in them. So you got to really define that. And then we talked a little bit about expertise just a minute ago, but that's that's a serious element that needs to be evaluated because there's so much noise in the marketplace. You can't just sound like everybody else. So being able to help your sellers define the problems you solve in the marketplace gives them a hook instead of just hoping that they can figure it out based on the marketing messages you have. I love that. So I love the first point that you made, creating a repeatable, sellable, and scalable process for your sellers so that they have a roadmap. And it is a very defined process-oriented roadmap for them that they can follow. I think that's brilliant. And then also knowing who your ideal client is, knowing them not just demographically, but psychographically, knowing their preferences, how they like to uh, be communicated with, what their pain points are, how you want to solve those pain points. I think really deeply understanding your ideal target and your ideal client is so important in today's environment. I love that you brought that out. So now let's talk a little bit about customer preferences to learn how to align selling activity to customers' preferences, thinking about that ideal customer. It seems like sellers will need an entirely new method of sales enablement. So how can sales leaders kind of rethink their current sales enablement processes and systems, again, keeping that ideal customer in mind? No, I think that that is actually a twofold question. So it seems like it's a simple question at first glance, but it's really twofold. When you think about the buyer's experience and the buyers being able to engage in your sales enablement, the first thing you have to think about is the idea that we're going to do technology on that at that transactional level, right? So it's really about your buyer's enablement, not your seller's enablement, when we're looking at the transactional type of sale. But when you're looking at a larger sale where the marketplace is starting to define that, you know, over 59% of the buyers in the marketplace who are looking to buy the larger, more complex sale have found it difficult and, and actually challenging to do, and they need a salesperson. That's where you need sales. So when we start talking about sales enablement, most people think about technology. Do I have the right CRM system? Am I using the right AI? Which technology stacks am I supposed to have? And in fact, I was at a recent uh, technology conference for sales, and there was a company I was talking to that had 30 different pieces of technology as a technology stack for sales enablement. And I will tell you, when you have that much technology, your salespeople are not selling. They're just not selling. They're working through all of the technology. So when we start talking about sales enablement, I'm going to actually push back again and go, it's really not about the technology. Uh, Tracking and content is not what's really helpful. But I do think when you start thinking about enablement, understanding your buyers, right? The buyer-centric side, as you kind of said in the opening, understand how the buyers buy and then matching your sales process to the buyer's buying process actually enables your sales team far more effectively and efficiently in landing deals than the tracking of activity. Yeah, that's so smart. So it's about really digging in and uncovering the whole customer journey, 
all the touch points that that customer goes through in their decision-making process, their selection process, and even post-buy, what their level of engagement is with the company that they just purchased from. So really understanding that customer journey is what you're advocating for. And I just, I think that's so insightful and really powerful advice and guidance for anyone out there that is responsible as a sales leader for generating revenue in this new environment. And we've talked a lot about the the new sort of digital focus. And we've talked about the fact that sellers do need digital tools that build engagement with customers. Um, but perhaps there's still a place for that personal one-on-one level of engagement too, especially in complex sales, in more um, high ticket item kinds of sales. Um, and particularly with their customers' decision makers, building engagement with their customers is really important. So in a way that replicates the traditional forms of selling. So what do you recommend, Cara Jane, um, that sellers need in terms of digital tools that build engagement with their customers? Yeah, so when we think about uh, building engagement with your customer, you know, part of what I think about, Linda, is the idea of the early side of the sales process. I mean, I think that's a really good question is how do we get to those executive buyers who are the ones that have the budget and the authority to buy those larger, more complex issues, right? So when we look at that, I go back to, and I know I feel like I'm hammering a a dead horse here, but understanding the expertise that you offer in the marketplace, where specifically are you an expert? And so using and creating things like white papers, speaking and podcasts, right? Being on LinkedIn and, and, um, communicating in any of the forums and chats that are associated with the associations, right? Where you demonstrate your expertise, having those tools and that knowledge of the particulars of the marketplace you serve and the expertise you bring to that, how you solve those problems, how do you solve them differently? The clarity of what those really problems are that those executives are that buy what you sell. So the tools are about messaging and language, as well as demonstration of expertise, case studies, white papers, and you put them in all levels of technology. It doesn't matter if you're emailing, if you text, if you video, if you LinkedIn, website, all of it. It is really a platform agnostic, but all platforms where your buyers, buyer-centric, actually go to consume information. Yeah, really it seems so simple as you explain it, but I feel like it's um, it's fundamental to, again, really understanding your ideal client and your unique expertise, what makes you differentiated in the marketplace, which makes you not a commodity, which creates right. this unique sort of value proposition that's not able to be duplicated in the marketplace. I love that. So, Kara Jane, getting down to brass tacks, what do you think are the top three recommendations that you would offer sales leaders right now that are trying to pivot or prepare for the future of sales? What should they be thinking about or taking action on right now? Well, okay. So you're asking for three and there's so many things that are going on in the marketplace and pivoting, but I will tell you, let's make this simple. 
right? First and foremost, it's really important that, as we talked about, move the transactional to a digital experience. The most expensive channel you have is your sales channel if you're doing live sales. So, you need to move that to digital so that you're using your people to be at the higher level, getting the bigger deals, which is an ROI because they're the expensive people. So, move that to digital. The next piece is I would really encourage the idea of defining you know, where is your expertise and the biggest problem you solve for your customers? Know and do that now because that's where you're going to use this attraction model, you know, that expertise, that attraction model. They're going to come find you. People with those problems will come find you and search you out in the marketplace, right? And then I would also say using and leveraging that expertise One of the last things I would even recommend, and I'm more than, we offer this to anybody, is to come to the website and take this assessment we have. It's going to help you understand where are you on that journey into the new level of sales. You know, there's eight different types of persona. It's going to tell you where you are. It's going to give you the characteristics of that. It's also going to give you the recommendations of the few things that you need to do now. Some of them, you actually don't need us. It's just really important to understand how you fit So you know what the best actions are. The best way to do that is to go to our website at huntbigsales.com. It's the first thing you see when you get to that website. Take that assessment. And that will also provide you clear instruction of what you can do now. I love that. Thank you so much. What an awesome offer for everyone. Free of charge and incredible insight. So thank you so much. Now I'm going to switch gears just a minute, Kara Jane, and ask about leadership advice. You know, you have had a tremendous career, yeah, both as a sales expert, a sales leader, a CEO, an entrepreneur. You have done it all. And along the way, I'm sure that you've had some um, incredible mentors, advisors, coaches that have given you great perspective and needed advice. And I'm just wondering of all of the great input and feedback that you've received from other leaders, what's really stuck with you? What is leadership advice that you'd like to share with our listening audience that they can take with them? I think that's such a great question, especially since leadership global is one is the focus of what you do. So thanks for that question. I love it. I will tell you, I, you know, I've gotten a lot of great advice and I seek out mentors on a regular basis to be mentored. And I love to mentor as well. One of the things that I tell the people that I mentor is to be confident in what you know. So many times we defer our knowledge and our experience and our expertise to somebody else who's smarter. My recommendation and the best advice I ever had was be confident in what you know, because what you know is at least one step ahead of anybody else in the room you're speaking to. So be confident in that and then move forward because as a leader, your confidence is what you have to protect. That's so brilliant. I love that. And again, is very much aligned with your earlier recommendation, which is know your distinctive value, know what makes you unique, and really um, own that piece of either intellectual property or distinctive competitive advantage that you and you alone offer. I think that's so smart. Kara Jane, I have to say that it has been such a privilege and such an honor to be able to speak with you today 
about the future of sales and why sales leaders all over the world need to revamp their approach, knowing that the sales environment is really changing. For all of you that are interested in connecting with Kara Jane Moore, you can find her um, in LinkedIn under Hunt Big Sales. She is the president and partner of Hunt Big Sales. And you may have also seen her in O, the Oprah Magazine, Entrepreneur, Forbes, or Fortune. But you can definitely connect with her personally through LinkedIn. So Kara Jane, again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. And I would love to connect with anybody that is listening and and, uh, follow you. I just think that your podcast is fantastic. And so I look forward to hearing from anybody out there. So thank you. And thank you for inviting me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining Leadership Global, a podcast for and about unstoppable women stepping into courage, claiming their power, and embracing bold leadership. Join us each week as we talk to a collection of inspirational women changing the world and tackling the most pressing issues we're facing today as women and as leaders. See you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.